0: It is Beyond Borders. My name is Chi.
1: My name is Maria.
0: And my name is Emma. And we are here um, for another episode of our podcast. Okay, so this episode is going to be headed by Maria. So I'm going to give it up to her. And she's just going to really lead us and talk about um, the topic that she was in charge of researching for this project. So take it away
1: all right so like you said um my topic is uh cultural education in the american school system so just to just like um give the audience a little bit of more understanding um so what exactly is cultural education um basically it's just as it sounds uh you're literally just learning about other cultures uh more so at a young age, because that's when you're most impressionable.
0: And um,
1: so, yeah, what do you? What are your guys' definition of cultural education?
0: I think I would, like, maybe define it as the way that um, individuals learn about cultures that are not their own, about just, like, learning about kind of, like, the world outside of the bubble that they're in, sort of. That's what I think of. I agree.
1: I think it's mainly just to kind of expose people to other cultures so that when they see um, other cultures like behaving in their like way, they're not really taken off guard. Yeah, so exactly like they said, um, it's just kind of like learning about different cultures so you're, you're exposed to them and you know about them. And when you learn about it as a young kid, you're kind of like building the space where you don't have these biases towards these cultures and like, you actually know what's going on and which can ultimately lead to a more understanding society. Of we're more connected. There's more solidarity between us. Um, which is like what one of the teachers uh, said in one, of, uh, in one of my references, they said that and so they were saying how he was kind of saddened to see like these kids that like he was anything really outside of the United States or even like Great Britain was very limited. And so he kind of talked about how uh, any thoughts to add about that, you guys?
0: Like, I, I think I kind of agree with him because I remember this one time when I was um, in grade school, I think it was seventh or eighth grade and I was Sitting with some of the um, guys, we were just like sitting and kind of just talking about stuff. They were like discussing Africa and everything. And that the way they talked about it almost like it was the way they described it kind of took it took me off guard because they talked about it as if it was this slum where every single person was poor and lived in a hut. It came from somewhere of ignorance rather than pure like malice. But I don't know, it's just, it was a little it was a little sad to me.
1: This, the thing that just always comes to mind when we're
0: talking about
1: this is like, when there was a concert in like South Africa, I believe, mm-hmm. and everyone in the concert had like a phone awesome. and they were recording the concert. Right. right. And all the comments, because the video went viral and all the comments under it were like, oh my gosh, people in Africa have phones. Right. Like, they actually have concerts. Yes, they're still people. They're still a part of this world. They're not like some, like, mythical continent where everything is in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, they have progressed the same as us. And obviously, there are a lot of poor areas in Africa, but that doesn't mean that every area is poor.
0: And then um, something about, that stood out to me. One time I was online, and I feel like, After the 9-11 attacks, I know there was some fear that was festered in some people's hearts. And we've seen how Islamophobia has really just taken like grip of certain people and caused them to just act in really irrational and harmful ways towards um, Muslims and people of um, Arab descent in our country. Um, But something that um, I've seen online is just like the way that people view women who wear hijabs the assumption is that women with hijabs who wear them are oppressed and like before like this year I never really I never really thought about women who um, wore hijabs I thought that was almost like a personal choice um, due to their religion so I never really thought anything negatively of it but after taking um learning more about world religions and religion from this past year and learning about how Um, A lot of women choose to do it because it's almost like a symbol of strength for them, of them kind of taking control and wanting to do this as a symbol of they're not going to let their beauty be um, the way that people decide who they are as a person, but rather they're going to let their love for Allah speak for them and just kind of that commitment.
1: Because that's just not what's going to gain them views. So when you choose to actively learn about it, um, I think you have a greater chance at reducing that prejudice and even within your community because then you can start talking to your friends and then they start talking to their friends (laughs) and it's just a whole you spider web of communication. So yeah, I think that's really important. And that's kind of like what the goal is for cultural education with any culture really, it's just word of mouth and uh, learning about it this is not a new problem like this is not something we were like hey let's just start talking about this random topic (laughs) um it's actually been you know something that's going on since even like the 90s or the 80s you know it's been a problem since then there's publication i believe by michael romanowski and this was in 1996. He was talking about the problem of biases in history textbooks. Hmm. Uh, so that's really just portraying the discriminatory, as he said, portraying the discriminatory actions of Americans in the American government as not so bad a thing as long as there's some game for the group discriminated against. So in other words, it's kind of like maybe if we talk about them a little bit, we're not so bad, you know. Or maybe if we mention it, but then we're mentioning another culture in turn in the eyes of a colonizer. You're not really learning about the culture, you know. Like there's just a lot of issues that come with like the whole colonization aspect and I guess conquering aspect that the world had and earlier days i guess of its existence and like civilizations and stuff where tales of wars have always been told from the side of the victor and during the colonization era the victors were mostly europeans or like white wider civilizations and so the cultures that the the europeans conquered i guess they were just kind of reduced to what the Europeans saw in them and what that could gain them or like, how can we tell the stories that we look like we're the good guys? Um, Obviously in a war, there really isn't a good or bad side. You know, both sides have violence that they commit and violence committed against them. But when you're done with the war, you want to look like the good guy. And I think that that has had some really devastating effects on today's, like, view of other cultures and how we
0: educate people about them. It's like this attitude of, oh, we did them a favor by conquering them that I feel like still is very common in the way that we um, are taught about Um, colonization today in America. Um, Because it's just like, I don't know. And especially in America, it's funny to me, because we were once the 13 colonies. And we wanted our freedom because we felt like we weren't being treated fairly. And so the revolution happened, got our freedom, and we've been building our country ever since. But yeah, I think it's just this attitude of we did them a favor when in reality, yeah, colonization brought Disease, colonization brought um, rape, it destroyed, it killed people. It did a lot of really bad things. And it's almost like this sense of white guilt. She brought up white guilt.
1: And I think that's a really interesting thing to bring up because that is so true. Like, instead of saying, you know what, we really did mess up. And like, some good things have come out of like what we did, but the actions were not right when they were happening. Instead, a little kid, when they get caught doing something bad, they are trying to like justify and say, It it was good. Like we did good. Like and they don't really seem to understand that like when we're asking them to take accountability Mm -hmm. for their actions, we're not trying to like blame them for what their ancestors did. We're just asking them to see that like this was wrong and like own up to it, I think.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of what happens is that request to take accountability is almost like them thinking that we're trying to demonize them. And that's not what it is. It's just, how do we fix the problem if we don't acknowledge the problem and what part we played?
1: All right, let's just um, switch gears a little bit because I want to talk a little bit more. Two very commonly seen problems that have resulted due to the lack of cultural education. Uh, the first one being appreciation versus
0: appropriation. I gl- I'm glad that you brought this up because when I think of appreciation versus appropriation, there's some something that really pops into my mind is um, the way that Black people's hair um, tends to be seen as ratchet, as unprofessional, whatever. But you switch gears, you see the Kardashians doing it, maybe. Because I know they went into a whole break, braid. They did a whole thing with it, and then suddenly it was trendy. It was cute. But when Black people had it, it was like ghetto. And so, like, I just want to bring like attention um to that because it's something that um a lot of Black people deal with being sent home from school or maybe being denied a position at work or something because the way they have the way they wear their hair for protection is not seen as correct in a European beauty standards-based society.
1: I think this is a, a phenomenon that's not only, you know, it's not specific to the Black community. It's, yeah. it's specific to a lot of minorities. Mm-hmm. If you look at the, like, Latino community, um, the stereotype, I think, for a Latino woman mm-hmm. is, you know, loud. Yeah big hoop earrings, yeah, you know, kind of um I, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. But if you look on like the runway now, big hoops are kind of in, you know, and it's not this derogatory thing anymore that means you that you're like promiscuous or <laughs> you know, um I'm running out of words. Yeah. But it, it's something that's like trendy um and the same with like long acrylic nails mm-hmm. um and granted even if white people wear them in like job interviews or in the health field in the medical field they're still asked to cut them so i think acrylic nails are seen all around as kind of unprofessional yeah. but they're more accepted now yeah um because i think it sparked interest in the majority community. Um, And finally, as a Chinese, I think that um, the Asian community is one of the cultures that is the easiest to appropriate from. Um, If you look at a lot of high-end fashion, they take the necklines Mm. from traditional Chinese dresses Mm. um, and make them their own. And they don't give credit where it's due. Um. I'm glad you mentioned um, or brought up the Asian culture being like the easiest or more commonly uh, appropriate culture because it really makes me start thinking about Halloween costumes uh-huh. and you know the the whole uh, like very sexualized kimonos or stuff like that or like you know in the fashion industry they have these open kimonos and they're traditionally worn you know closed they're long with like the long sleeves uh they're very beautiful and then you see like these like oh it's a kimono it's uh like a little um kind of almost like a cardigan style um and it's just it's not really appreciating the culture and because no kimonos or yukatas for men are typically worn around like the festival season or for very important events, etc. And then there's also, when talking about costumes, the uh, widely seen uh, Native American getup that, uh, you know, we still see it every year, you know, mm-hmm. people dressing in these um, costumes That's that nice. aren't even, you know, accurate. Yeah. For the culture. And really, the best thing to do is just not have them as costumes at all. And just, you know, if you want to appreciate the culture, just appreciate it. You don't have to actually like wear it unless, you know, unless they're asking you to. Say you married into a Japanese family and they want you to wear the kimono with them uh, for a festival or for a family gathering. That's appreciation, not wearing it because uh, you want a costume that's, like, that's cute. Between, um, appreciation versus appropriation really comes down to that aspect of, like, is this just a costume for you? You know, a costume, you wear it, and then you take it off, and you have no ties to that culture at all anymore, um, but I think appreciation, like, if you wear, like, something that is important to a culture... And you take it off do you still have a tie to that culture like you said like marrying into a culture or living and immersing yourself in that culture um and i think that that really shows it's more than just you know wanting to wear it because it's cute it's you really appreciate the culture that it comes from and are doing more to learn about it even if you don't know everything obviously you can't be perfect but I think that that's an important distinction.
0: Yeah, I just see like when you talked about the Native American um, Halloween costume or the kimono costume, it's just like the way that people inaccurately wear it is only apparently like when they want it to like be attractive because it's usually very sexualized. That when I think of that Native American costume, I think of that very short, like almost like Pocahontas from the movie. Um, outfit. I'm just like that's not accurate at all. But they wear it cuz it makes them look good and I'm just like I think we need to like have conversations like these where we like um ask people instead of trying to use someone's culture to make them look attractive. Can they maybe just
1: I think that the harms are not if you don't know about them they're not very apparent. Um but there are a lot of harms to the especially the sexualization of, you know, appropriation. Mm -hmm. Like Maria said, kind of the sexy kimono thing that has done a lot of harm to the Asian community, specifically the East Asian community. You know, that concept of male-order brides or comfort women. So as a Chinese adoptee, you know, I've run into a lot of this kind of sexualization. Older men specifically not always white. I've had people, you know, text me things or like uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that's not even the worst, you know, in, in the Native American cult, like on the, uh, reservations, there's this disappearance of native women. And I think a lot of that stems from, you know, the, this idea of the Pocahontas that needs to be saved by a white man the sexualized costumes, this feeling of superiority, I think, to a lot of the natives on reservations. And some of that, not all of it, stems from the appropriation of their culture, I think, and like the sexy Halloween costumes. And I think that that's a consequence that isn't often correlated, but I think it should be. Yeah, so that's just kind of like the first commonly seen issue is the Appropriation versus appreciation, and all the things that kind of come off of it. But then, kind of, Emma led into the next problem, which is targeting people of color due to ignorance, whether it be like offensive actions or harmful actions, like actually doing people harm. So that's kind of, and I think it became really prevalent with the rise of coronavirus and, you know, the whole like Chinese virus. Thing going around and it's like very very much not okay to be saying that mm-hmm. um, or just like the violence that has arisen since then against people of color actually something cool happened today I was off shop and there was a protest against violence against Asian Americans and I really wanted to stop but I couldn't because I didn't have time Mm -hmm. Um, But that almost made me cry because I think the violence against Asian Americans has gone very unseen. And COVID is a blessing and a curse because it's kind of risen the uh, high profile cases of it. And so it's gaining more attention. But obviously, the rise of high cases is really sad.
0: Concerning um, all of that, I feel like as a black person, we've always known, we've always talked about racism being a really big problem, not only in our individual lives, but on a mass scale, systemic racism, um, and just the way that it, it hurts people. And it is a disease of its own. Racism is a disease of its own because it leads some people to think that if they commit violence against people of color, it's justified in some way and people end up dying. Um, I think, that as a Black person, we just want there to be accountability. Um, goes back to what we said at the beginning of our episode. It's not meant to put blame um, or demonize somebody, but I think accountability promotes a sense of fairness that I think we, the country can do better as a whole of, of enforcing.
1: I think uh, a lot of the violence, like Maria said, comes from, you know, ignorance um, and stereotypes. So, I would just like to um, kind of wrap this up a little bit by uh, talking about some of the results I saw on our survey or whether questions that people did that actually wanted to be uh, more involved in our project. But one of the things that stood out to me was that, you know, there were some People who were voiced uh, their opinions of being against our capstone, or they just don't see the point. And then we had a few questions where on our survey, where they were at, we asked them, "How much do you know about um, this culture?" Like, uh, like I think it was uh, Vietnamese culture was one of them, or Native American, um, et cetera. And a lot of times they were put on very little, especially, well, to clarify, for the Native American, we put na- modern Native American culture mm-hmm. rather than, you know, ones you learn about in your history book. And they were saying that they didn't know very little, and yet they're saying they don't see the point of our capstone. And then another thing I noticed in the extra questions that we sent out to the people who wanted to further you know, be involved in our capstone was that someone had pointed out that things such as hate, bigotry, prejudice, and biases are all taught and people tend to fear what they don't know. And so then cultural education can be a solution to these problems as people are learning about others and therefore educated on the matter. So that's just kind of like closing thoughts. If you guys want to add any.
0: Mm, I mean, I agree. I feel like a lot of people who are who grow up not talking about this type of stuff um, are kind of afraid to, and so maybe and it's just I feel like fear causes people to act out in ways that aren't very good, and so I feel like cultural education will be able will combat that fear in a way and allow people to have an more open mind because they'll know not to fear something that is foreign to them in that way.
1: I think that the, the less unfamiliar something is to you, the less scary it is. And so I really just think that exposure to
0: different cultures
1: and like a safe environment like a classroom can really do a
0: lot of good. All right. So thank you so much, Maria, for doing all this research and heading up the second episode. I feel like we had some really good conversations in here. Um, So thank you to everyone who listened to this. Please join us for our next episode. And we hope that again, you keep an open mind throughout all of this and just give everything that we're saying a second thought. Um, Because it is for some people, it may be a whole new way of thinking. But We believe that ultimately this will do um, a lot of good um, for not just ourselves, but our community and our society as a whole. So we thank you for joining us and we hope that you join us again on our next episode. Bye bye.